Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me on tonight's episode of An Emerging Forest. And I have taken a few weeks off recently because I just didn't have anything to talk about. And I was fresh out of ideas. And frankly, I only have one idea that I always talk about, and tonight I just put out a uh, an advertisement and sent it to a few folks that this is an open mic night, and if you're out there and you're listening to the program and you have something to say, that you and something to talk about, um, please do. Please call in. The number here is six four six five six four ninety seven fourteen. The number again six four six five six four ninety seven fourteen. And since it is an open mic night and there aren't any other callers, guess whose mic it is? It's mine. So I'll talk about the things that I enjoy and the things that never get old for me. And those things are my passions. And... They just keep evolving and they just keep laying out in front of me and people keep, you know, poking me and saying, hey, you should move on with this. And because people poke me, I move on and I'm very grateful to 
those people who poke me. And so the first thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about uh, the written word. And I've been writing um, short fiction and more recently uh, social, uh, social commentary and plans for a new society. I've been writing since I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and I recently passed my 58th birthday. And I read a lot. As a kid, I was socially isolated due to events that just happened in my life. And that's just the way my life turned out, and it turned out that way for a reason. So I embrace my life as it is. And so I read a lot. And because I read a lot, and because I had a lot of feelings bottled up inside of me, I wrote a lot. I tried to put it down by writing. And you're able to do a little bit of putting it down, but you're not able to do very much putting it down. But I've been communicating via the written word since 1974, 1975. And I wrote a little bit more formally later on in high school, which would have been 
the last time I counted, they've been read 16,000 times cumulatively. They probably haven't been read more than that as of now. And in amongst that writing, I wrote a book in 2014. And it was called The Seeing Song of Alan 2014, what I was seeing, how I saw things. It was very short. It was the minimum number of pages and I that you could use on Create Space, which was about twenty-four. And I also added some uh, soil fertility stuff that I had written just to pad it out so it could be 24 pages. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't long, it was just some very succinct ideas about society and how I felt about it. And I continued to write on LinkedIn and I stopped writing on LinkedIn and started writing a little bit of short pieces on my Facebook account. And then a few months ago, or ongoing, uh, Christy Shepard, who was originally the uh, co-host of this program, but who had way too much stress in her life and this was stressing her out as well. She said, Hey Alan, your stuff on your stuff on Facebook, you you can't just write it there. You need to write a book. You need to write another book. And then somebody who I met um through Ian Kingwill in Australia, Adele rule or she has a, another name and I won't use that name on the air because that's her real name um, she asked me she said you should write again when she found out that I had written before she said you should write again so I have done so and I sent it to Christy to read so she could read it and tell me what she thought and so that's where it's at right now. It's another short book. Um, it's as long as it needs to be to say what I need to say. And I know that I'm. I know that I'm able to. I don't want to. I don't want to say that I'm helping people. That's not how I see it. I'm able to communicate how how I feel math, the mathematics of the universe flows. Not on an individual level, but on a more gross level, on a larger, uh, broader level there's a balance and you flow back and forth across the balance and across many different balances having experiences and some people say oh you're you're here you're there this is good this is not good you're healing you're black you're white you're 
you're up, you're down, you're left, you're right, you're evil, you're good, you know, all those words they use. But it's experience. And And experience is just experience. And you you want to have a firm foundation. You don't want to have someone else tell you how it is. You want to know how it is. Now, after you do it and after you see how it is, you can say, oh, I don't choose to live like that because it goes in a direction where it is a certain way. And I don't think that we want to go in that direction. But it doesn't mean that it didn't happen and that you didn't do it. It means that you did do it. It means that you do know it. Does it mean somebody else writes a book and says, well, you can't do this? So, I mean, what if there's, let's say there's two sides to a coin here. And if there's two sides to the coin and one side of the coin is good, then you're never supposed to do the other side of the coin. How can the people on the good side of the coin get that experience? without um, having somebody on the other side of the coin being the other part. So how can you even... You can't have... You can't have the space... You can't have all this, you can't have, you can't have the experience without parties playing the other side. So you can't have a deeper, more interesting, more vibrant a space that has more dimensions and more stuff going on without people on the other side of the coin. So the people on the other side of the coin are just having an experience. And it's needed. It's needed for their knowledge it's needed for the people on the other side of the coin's knowledge. Now, certainly, after a certain number of people have had all of the sides of all of the coins, they graduate and they don't have to do that. But what if somebody's brand new and they have to have that experience again? Aren't you going to go back and volunteer to help them get through that class? 
to be on the other side of the coin. Hi, this is Alan. Who's this? Oh, um, hi, this is Megan. Hi, Megan. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Do you have something? I mean, this is open mic night. I mean, we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Do you have something to talk about? Um, I was just listening, but, um, I actually did a really short, um, show earlier today on, um, let's see, well, it was about, um, thinking and, and guided, uh, thinking versus, like, regular prayer and, um, how there are, you know, like a thousand different, (laughs) different ways of doing it and things that we can think, but I was just talking about how, um, like I was talking about the journey of um going from trying to be present to really basically having no thought and then um creating that space but then um adding conscious thinking into it after you're able to have that presence and um like how powerful thoughts really are and um and how we should use them you know like if um using thoughts in the form of prayer is the best way to think you know or um whether you know manifesting our life through just regular thoughts not in the form of prayer should be the way um to do it and just how confusing <laughs> that is i don't know what are your thoughts on that Um, so, I think, I think that, here's how I think about, uh, existence, and here's how I think, uh, we're built. Um, we have a lot of experience that we have. And I believe that we have that experience over many, many lifetimes. And so that we have all this uh, experience and it happens and you learn very, very slowly by going through all of this experience. And there's all of these uh, thoughts and all of these feelings to sort out about all of this past experience. And so there's a lot of people that think about, that say um, you're living in the past or you're dwelling on things that happened in the past. You should be um, living in the now. You should be living in the present. You you, you hear that a lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. how well, I, I mean, yeah, how, yeah. go ahead. Oh, well, um, uh, I was just, yeah, that's, um, cultivating presence, being in the presence, um, being present and not having thoughts consume you is like the first step or, you know, um, 
paying attention to your thoughts and successfully ridding yourself of especially negative or harmful thoughts and then really living in no in no thought. But then what happens right. when when you use thought as like rules or law or some people go so far as to use thoughts only when demanding or commanding something, using Wiccan practices to command something to be so. And other people just use uh-huh. prayer, and other other people just use positive positive affirmations, etc. Right. So how I think about it is, um, I say I say that there isn't any past to exist in. So what I say is there is only the now, because all. Because all of everything, all of what happened to you in the past has been recorded by your soul and the thoughts and the churning and the uh, internal discussion is actually your present uh, dealing and your present assembling so you're assembling all of that past experience into a new version of yourself. At the same time, you're having another experience that is also being assembled into a new version of yourself. So you're constantly, let's say you're building a very large building. And in the past, you had a series of experiences that helped you build a coping mechanism. And so that was a building or a, or a room in a building. And you keep upgrading that room in a building for that coping mechanism. But at some point, you're actually able to release that coping mechanism because you've totally upgraded it. You don't need it anymore entirely. And to my thought, um, maybe you upgrade uh, what was previously an internal discussion to not an internal discussion where you don't need to think about it or or you uh, remove all of the scaffolding from a new uh, building and all the scaffolding was all the internal discussion, but when you actually have the final product, things are so much simpler that you don't have all that internal discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yes, there's, um, you know, like quieting the mind and, and not having that internal chatter is one thing, and then... But consciously thinking, like, okay, I'm present, <laughs> but now I'm going to consciously think, um, that also is turns into, I guess, what you would call um, building blocks for um, an internal scape and um, can be... Uh, helpful. I mean, um, I think, I mean, this is just something that I'm contemplating because um, it kind of came to me when I was on a walk earlier today and I was just thinking about prayer because 
um, that's really the message that I've been getting a lot lately is just to use prayer, but then like, how, how are you even supposed to pray, you know, and, um, like, because some people think that, um, like asking for something is just, it means that you don't have it. And so it's the opposite of uh, what you would be trying to do if you're trying to consciously manifest something using thoughts. So um, Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to contemplate what uh, thoughts turn into or how to to use them consciously after gaining awareness in order to manifest, to bring things about. A lot of people will use, you know, manifest something using positive affirmations. and so just, you know, the word, words have power, words have energy. And so using the word properly in order to um, to manifest something or bring something about is kind of where, where I was going with that, um, um, using it to... Yes, it is, it is, yeah, okay, so... You can you can look at you can you can say on the one level you can say I'm pretty sure I know where I want to go and so I'm going to um, take control of the steering wheel and go in a particular direction. Um, that would be someone who is uh, either extremely arrogant or someone who really has a deep um, appreciation for themselves and sees themselves very clearly. Um, because you could you could be you could say, oh, I'm aware. Um, and just have a, a a surface feeling for where you should go and have been sold a bill of goods by someone who says, um, oh, you should attract money, you should attract these other things. This is These are the laws of attraction. It's very, very trendy these days to, to uh, say, oh, you don't have you know, the house and you don't have this. And you should just uh, you should just you know snap your fingers and the law of attraction will bring it to you. Um, well, there's a lot of disappointment for people like that because um, that's very that's very surface, um, very well not very surface, very um, uh, it's not really going to happen. But if you have a deep appreciation for if you have a really deep appreciation for who you are and what you really value, if you so if you know yourself, if you know uh, what you're, if you know where you're, if you like the analogy with the building, if you know what wing of the building you are building and you're cool with that, 
and you can basically see, you know, what got, what just got built and you sort of know what needs to get built next, um, then you can be an active um, driver. But if you're not uh, in tune with yourself, um, your thoughts uh, wanting to attract money are your your soul wants something else and and you're going to you're going to get into a lot of trouble. Yeah. Um exactly. I I like actually the thought of using thoughts as um the steering mechanism because um yeah, I mean I think definitely thoughts they you know pure thoughts should be where um where your true intention lies, um, money, house, um, job. I mean, it's one thing to think positively, but it's another thing to use thoughts to manifest monetary things. I think um, keeping the intention pure, like just peace and joy and love, <laughs> um, are... <laughs> <laughs> things things like that um getting to the root of of what it is that you that you need it's probably safe to use maybe positive affirmations for things like that um but yeah definitely the whole world kind of got on this the law of attraction spiel <laughs> and um and definitely i think that it can lead you astray um but it's confusing, you know. It's really, really confusing to go from um, from trying to gain awareness and then um, hearing about all these different things that are going on that that people are using different tools to manifest things, and then but just knowing that thoughts truly are energy and that that energy does go somewhere, and so. Um, mm-hmm. there's like being, being in the now, um, which is all fine and dandy and then, and then using thoughts as a, as a tool or as a, um, you know, something to create, um, create the laws of your own reality or, or using laws in nature to, um, build on in your life so um yeah yeah anyway with all the the new age wisdom and everything out there it's i think very hard to get clear what it is we should be doing um and how how we should yeah. use thought once we have cultivated presence and once we've gotten rid of yeah. thought how to actually add it in to build a beautiful life, not necessarily attracting things like physical things, but maybe a good attitude, you know, or um, even manifesting the ability to think positively, knowing that thoughts do go somewhere. Hi, Megan. I need to take a break at the bottom of the hour, and you're certainly welcome to be here after the break 
but I'm going to play a song, a little commercial, and then a rejoin. Are you going to uh, stick around? Um, I'll just uh, listen, so- you know. Yeah, feel free to... Um, to I mean, to, um, we're... we're- I'll I'll just play this song and and I'll and I'll engineer us and we'll chat in the back room. So hang up for a second. Okay. Take no scorn to wear the horn. Was the crest when you were born? Your father's father wore it, and your father wore it too. International Pagan Radio. You can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. 
welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Megan. And you were talking about uh, the present funny salesmanship of being in the now and what you may or may not need or who you may or may not be um, and thoughts and manifestations. So why don't you continue with that? Um, Okay, yeah. Um, Well, I've been um, on my personal journey uh i've tried a lot of different things you know i've uh i'm definitely guilty of falling into things that just don't work but i mean it's a constant experimental process in my opinion and so i Mm -hmm. have to forgive myself for stupid things that i've done done before um but yeah lately this is what just what i've been contemplating is really adding to my life of awareness conscious thinking and trying to do so in the most um, wise way. Um, And so a lot of that will happen through writing and I still tend to use positive affirmations. Maybe that's just another spiritual fad, but um, it does help me to... think positively and it's really really hard to discern what is true and what isn't because when you hear things coming from like Abraham Hicks and things of that nature it's and and I know that that's you know very hyped up kind of um, but a lot of it I think is true too so just kind of picking out the true bits and then leaving behind what doesn't serve you is and that's another redundant saying, you know, let go of all that doesn't serve you. It's like, okay, um, <laughs> where do I start, you know, and has that really clicked in my brain too and and uh, just things like that. So I think in this world it is very hard to discern what's true and what isn't and because we get in that fuzzy space <laughs> that we feel, you know, if, if we're like that feeling that you get when you're in a yoga class or, or getting a massage or getting acupuncture, you get in that fuzzy place and it's almost as if anything goes after a while. It's almost as if people could be saying anything and you would just nod your head <laughs> in agreement. So, um, I don't know, even, um, uh, separating feelings, um, from thoughts, you know, that's an, another thing, um, and the concept that, you know, and then what comes first, I don't know, either, um, feelings or thoughts, or that thoughts will bring about certain feelings, and, um, or that life is only feeling, you know, and it's just a bunch of emotions moving through us, and, um, uh, it all just gets very overwhelming and confusing. So, um, especially since in this world, even if we don't feel like we need to do something, we still need to do it sometimes, you know, like doing the, doing the dishes or 
house cleaning or what have you, you know, sometimes we just need to buckle up and set our, you know, set our minds straight and just get things done too because um, we need to be grounded and actually doing third dimensional <laughs> things in our life while still trying to maintain a close relationship with source energy or God. So just trying to find the balance, you know, and um, recognizing what's um, what's going maybe even a little bit too far sometimes. Um, I know for, sometimes I've been traumatized because I have been in awareness doing exactly what I think God wants me to do and then going down paths that are extremely challenging, so challenging that it makes me not even want to live in the present anymore because I don't know what God will call me to do. <laughs> and um, some things seem um, definitely not logical. And, um, and I mean, that is God. It is, I mean, it isn't logical. Living close with God is right. like in the park a lot of times. So... Once you, once you get to a certain level of appreciation, um, what happens? What what happens? The next second doesn't have to have a logical connection with with with, with what just happened. Um, so you could see, okay well, I have to have a story in order to go about my day. But if you didn't have to have a story, maybe the experience that you could have would be better suited to building um, your coping mechanism. But because you have to have a series of events that actually move you about and you go to a job and you have breakfast and you get home and you go to bed, um, maybe it takes longer to actually build your the wing on your building than it would if things could just be um, completely uh, disconnected. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really. The hmm. As far. As I mean, I, I had I went through a period of my life where I was trying to figure out um, why I should still continue to exist, and I got to the end of that period of my life, and I figured out that what I was calling a bad circumstance, or what anyone could call any circumstance that would be less than uh, positive is just a perspective. And actually, it's all positive. So if we're able to train ourselves to accept, uh, as you were saying, going down avenues, um, it's more of our acceptance that we are going down that uh, road um, 
And we do need to go down that road or we wouldn't be going down that road. And there's something down that road that we need and we need it so badly that we're actually going to get it. And what that did for me is it allowed me to be okay with myself and it also allowed me to be okay with everything. And by doing that, I became um, a, a positive person and being able to just say, not being able to, uh, not, I'm, I'm no longer a compassionate person because a compassionate person sees, uh, pats the other person on the head. I'm not a compassionate person. I'm a person who appreciates the experience. I'm, I'm a person who appreciates the treasured, priceless experiences that all people have had that are dissimilar to mine. And so that's, that's sort of uh, where, where I come from as far as not saying, um, oh, you did this, therefore, you know, you're uh, not redeemable in the, in the eyes of so-and-so. I just say, wow, you did that? That must have been an interesting experience. Because the motivator of the motivator of what put them there is some is a is something that needed that experience. So when 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 I went through the experiences that I went through, um it was a training of what of what I had been it was a re-education of what I had been brought up to think was acceptable and it was basically a challenge for me to read to go from saying okay only this uh, restricted area of conduct is okay to saying no it's all okay. And we build our world by, by being conversant with all of that experience. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, uh, that part about, you know, I am going down this road because I, I need to go down this road Otherwise, I wouldn't be going down it. <clears throat> I mean, that's, um, I was kind of, yeah, one, I mean, and then thought might come in and tell you differently or try to think logically about it. But then some paths are just really hard and you find yourself, even if you do need to go down that road it might not actually tell you what's ahead and it could, because it's so hard that you know that you wouldn't have willingly walked down that road logically if you knew what was to come. So a lot of the roads Mm -hmm. are, yeah, truly roads that you need to go down that are 
extremely challenging. So it's like, well, it's a good thing that I <laughs> didn't know that. Otherwise, I never would have walked down here. Um, so, um, yeah, that's, that has been the kind of roads I've been on, especially recently. Um, you know, and I don't know. I mean, I guess I have that um, almost Christian sense of devoting my life to God, but then God puts me in such circumstances that it's, it makes me, like, even cringe at the, at the thought of awareness because I'm afraid that I'll go so deep into it that I will have to walk down really challenging roads again. So um, it almost traumatizes me <laughs> to want to go further into awareness because because the the Lord does call me to do and you know strange and uh, profound things. So. <laughs> um, so there's there's an idea um i'm not a i'm not a christian i don't know what i am i don't know how to define what i am but what i live what i live by now is i live even though i might not like what other people are doing in the moment my my uh my immediate educate my immediate um, my immediate reaction might be that I don't like what someone is doing, but my real reaction is that I understand why everyone is acting as they do, and I love them for it because the world is made up of all of these other souls acting as they do. And I affirm what they're doing. So that is uh, what I believe is a concept called unconditional love. And I'm not sure, but I think that is what is um what is given what is said to be the christian um way but in general in the state uh church there's all sorts of thou shalt not do this and people who do so are you know not loved <laughs> So I I'm interested I'm interested in I'm interested in re, in 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 saying we we all have a journey to be on and at some point um you're going to have to you're going to have to trust yourself and you're going to have to trust your capital s self um more than you trust some um 
um, authoritative, sorry, authoritarianly created self. Um, as in, you're going to have to say, I understand myself and I understand my personal relationship with whatever you call it, whether you call it God or whether you call it your soul. And you'll have to take over as the, um, the official in that relationship. You'll have to take over as the, um, as the, the, the person who gives yourself dispensation to be where you are. Because you won't be somewhere and you won't be doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Because this physically, I mean, it's it's physically impossible for you to be somewhere having an experience that you're not supposed to have. Um, yeah. Um, and that's and that that is incredible. That is incredibly difficult. Because really then you just basically have to. Your, that, yeah. You have to you have to say I devote myself to the path. I devote myself to my path and I'll do my best on it. And mm-hmm. you just travel your path. Yes. Um and then it really makes you want to others about it because you don't want to be the only one <laughs> working for God. <laughs> you don't want to be the only one doing it. You know, you really want other people to be doing their work too so that it's easier <laughs> for all of us. Well, so here's how I look at that. Everyone has their own journey and they're all building their house. So everybody else is doing their own work and they're where they should be. And I don't have to tell anyone else to do their work because they do it. Um, so the only, I don't have, I don't compare myself to other people. I don't get envious of other people. I don't get jealous. I don't, I don't, I don't say, Hey, they're not doing their stuff. They're not, you know, they're not because, you know, every you know, as long as they're breathing, they're having the experience that their soul brings to them every day, and that's their work. So I, I, I say awesome, and I and I love each and every each and every person, um, in the larger view. Now I can curse and swear at somebody for being a a, a what you call it. But they're allowing me to curse and swear. So I'm having an experience. So it's just, um, it's basically saying, okay, I get to do my own stuff and everybody else gets to do their own stuff. And I'm fine and they're fine and let's just get on with it. Yeah, I guess it's probably just in my mind that I I think sometimes that 
that, well, I mean, both myself and others could probably be doing more, but then again, um, I guess, you know, you, you know, I know that you can't change other people either, um, or, you know, you know, what Absolutely you want not. for them the only, may not be. The only time, yeah, the only time, the only time you can change someone is when they come to you and they say, hey, I'm interested in what you're doing, and you interact with them for however long the interaction takes, uh, however long you keep seeing each other. And, I mean, I worked with a, I worked with a lady in California and changed her mind from how it functioned to more of a positive thinking um, way of living. And she, she is distinctly different, and she continues to be distinctly different. But here's, here's, the, um, here's the, the funny part of the story. She was ready for that. She was ready for yeah. that change. We, we, she, we were introduced to each other. We came to know each other because I had that. Her, you know, she, her, her railroad tracks and my railroad tracks had to get close enough where we were able to interact for about two years. I mean, we still, I mean, we're still really good friends, but I'm not on the phone with her every day for, for three or four hours. Um, talking to her, slowly changing the way she um, put things together. But she reached out to the way I operated and took that part of how I function and put it into herself. But it was time for her to do that. And she electively, she by electively, what do I mean by that? I mean, of her own choice, she she did that to herself. I can't change anybody. I can I can sit here and and uh, and basically talk a certain way on the radio, and people call up, or I make new friends, um, and there's some interest, and I we talk for a certain period of time and we each get out of the conversation what we get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know I have spent years trying to change other people. Um, and um, I don't know. Sometimes actually it Seems like it actually went somewhere, <laughs> uh, and and uh, then other times it's just met with a brick wall. Um, but in order for me to know these people, I have done things like cut cords with them, and then when I um, what I find is that they don't want to let me go, and so they actually do change. 
because they would have to in order to still know me. <laughs> and um, then they started holding things over my head <laughs> in the physical world um, so mm-hmm. that they, you know, still have control over their, their relationships. So um, mm-hmm. I actually have changed people, but but it has been a process and it, you know, obviously wasn't anything that they didn't want to to do already and you know because they knew that they needed to compromise if they wanted to be in my life so um see that's always and then yeah that's always so dangerous to um have some to have someone put on a false mask and then it's it's just a false mask. It isn't. It isn't. I mean, it's basically a lie. And they're putting on a lie, and they take it. All, I mean, when they're out, when they're out of, um, when they're out of your view, when they're out of your general environment, they take it off. They put it on the seat in the car next to them. But then when they get back close to you, they they put that mask back on. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's an inconsistent identity. It's oh, it's just it's something I've it's something I've seen uh, with people, and it's it's um, it's not even something that they're physically um, that they're mentally aware that they're changing masks anymore. They're just not aware of it. But they're changed. They it's like oh, they see you out of the corner of their eye, and they change. They they completely break off a conversation with someone, or they change their facial expression, or they change how they hold themselves because you are now in the picture, and they have to uh, they have to be another person for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Um... But um, the change that that I've seen in other people um, after I have cut cords with them, I mean, that wasn't my intention. Like, my intention was was to actually let let go of them and be on our merry way. Uh, But if Mm -hmm. their soul didn't want that, otherwise they they wouldn't have changed willingly to find a a compromised situation. Um, But, yes, I do think that it is... You know what you're saying when when people have to wear masks um, for other people that does really really wear on, on people and I think that's such a huge thing in today's world one of the worst possible one of the worst things and in, in the workplace and in relationships is manipulation and you know like you have to manipulate other people in order to move up in the work place that's what I have found at least that the the mm-hmm. worst people sometimes I mean generally speaking um get to be in the top positions just because they're more manipulative and that has become our survival technique is manipulate or be manipulated and um it's a huge thing in relationships of course um but then in the workplace too so um wearing wearing different masks uh, is definitely, I mean, 
some yeah something that is can be very very harmful and I'm not really sure what the um Native American philosophy around that is though I mean not only because they they used to make masks but I mean uh, mm-hmm. metaphorically speaking I wonder what the significance was of those masks um because somewhere they do have a good role I mean you know it's like when you you like when you come across a manipulative person sometimes so that you can know how to not be manipulated or um it's it's a subject that like I have to be careful what I'm <laughs> curious about and passionate about because when I get curious about something life leads me on a journey to find out personally just how something works so uh, mm-hmm. I have been very interested in manipulation because sometimes when people manipulate you, you have to admit in a way, it's like, oh, well, they got me on that one, you know, <laughs> or they, I should have known, you know, so it's almost a good thing when you do come across it because it makes you wittier and wiser. Um, however, well, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. You, um, it's, uh, it's a game. And um, it's like, gee, I don't really want to. Uh, I don't really want to learn how to play blackjack, but people here are playing blackjack a lot. So, in order to um, survive here and understand all the jokes, I guess I have to know how to learn. I, I guess I have to know how to learn uh, how to play blackjack. And mm-hmm. so. Manipulating people, or um, more broadly, um, being a psychopath, <laughs> which is sort of which is sort of what manipulating people is all about, because you don't. I mean, if you're being sort of uh, Mr. Straight or Ms. Straight, and you go into a business uh, situation. Um, you have a bunch of employees and they're uh, all working very diligently. And uh, at the end of uh, a year, they all get a uh, a review based on uh, their actual merits of what they've produced and the contracts that they've gotten and all that stuff. Um, But then there's this other thing that you're talking about and the other thing is um, some of them m- might not have as much meritorious talent, but they might be a really good manipulator. So they might be able to – so that's actually something that the uh, head of – that the boss needs to know, right? Because you see if the boss wants the best company – the boss wants to be able to detect the psychopath and remove them because he wants the most merit, merit he wants the most merit worthy work done um, in his or her company. Not a tactic. <laughs> which is what? Not a business tactic that people abide by most of the time. Right. Oh, I, under, usually, I understand that. The uh, yeah. the, manip- the manipulator usually gets in with the boss 
uh, right away. Mm-hmm. Where the boss is a master manipulator, and yeah, and they they just uh, they just have a grand old time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's even worse than actual bosses uh, like that. I mean, in a lot of places you never actually hear from the boss, but and um, the management is who you go to for everything. And as long as management is in alignment with making the most money, then it's usually an okay business relationship, um, and yeah, yeah. If it's, it if it's a, doesn't yeah, if it's a large enough, <laughs> large enough comp, a large enough company, most of the manage, most of management is a manipulator. Mm-hmm. I think of it as you know, like the high school bullies who were. <laughs> already had in mind what they're going to do. Well, I'm going to get a degree in, you know, this and that so that I can continue bullying people. I see that a lot in the, Mm -hmm. um, the like sociological world (laughs) when dealing with, um, with government institutions and things like that. You run into a lot of people who were, who, premeditated how they could continue having authority over other people or gain authority over other people in society. So not just mm-hmm. in high school, but afterwards and then putting themselves oh, in positions totally. where, where they're making decisions for other people and kind of preying on other people oh, they, in society. Absolutely. They, they have a, um, they have a an itch that they need to scratch, and they don't care about the job. They just care about scratching the itch. Yes. That's a good symbiotic <laughs> relationship for society. And it, oh my gosh! And like people, people who. Um, have the attitude of, you know, oh, you know, live and let live. Um, do not usually have um, the inkling to like major in um, subjects that would lead them to be making decisions for other people because that's just not how they think. They don't, they never think. Oh, I want authority over everybody else. You know, it's right. never those people who are right. listen. So it's a really hard thing to change in society because, you know, people um, that are good-hearted generally, you know, they don't go into business or anything like that. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people do actually, but um, uh, there are some really good good people out there, but. Um, and generally it is the other way around until um, people start but, getting into positions of power that happen to have a good heart a, too. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a real there's a really interesting threshold that you get to. So you get to a threshold where you've been kind hearted 
and you finally get to a threshold where you're aware of these other things, and then you have a choice. You can say, I'm going to be kind-hearted and um, not get anything really changed in society, or I'm going to have to change myself and actually cross over that line that I said that I wasn't going to cross over, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, you're going to have you're going to have to become what you didn't want to be in order to get what you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But then you but then yeah. but then you can begin but then you can smile and begin to understand more fully um unconditional love and understand that the being being a whole person means being all of the things is is removing your disgust because the other side of the coin makes the coin possible Yeah, that's an interesting tangent, too. (laughs) It's almost like, yeah, um, keeping uh, manipulators around because it shows you who you are, the opposite. It shows you what you don't like. Well, it's it's going to show you when when you're a a live-and-let-live person, do you ever change society? And the answer is no, because you give your authority to someone who does, and for some reason they never seem to change it the way you'd like it to do, but like it to go, because you didn't tell them to. You said, do what you'd like, and they say, okay. And here we are in 2000, middle of 2019, with a society that's a product of exactly that. So if you want something, you have to go take it, which means you have to become the other side of the coin. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to go from a, you have to go, you have to, you can look at the, um, the, the model uh, story called, I mean, there's a million model stories, but you can look at um, the Jedi on one side and you can look at Darth Vader on the other side and you can say, well, who got to, who, who actually got stuff done and uh, who didn't or in our society all the meek um, you know what's getting paved over well the trees are getting paved over (laughs) by the people but the trees are voiced by the people who are live and let live and the um, live and let die people are paving them over. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. that's what my radio show, my radio show is an emerging forest. <laughs> it's the, it's the turning, it's the turning of the, it's the changing of the, the side of the coin. And fertility emerges from the, emerges from the passive state. So it's yeah, that's that's what the the show is is about. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to think that even that all of this still goes on every day. I'm just in shock and awe of uh, how <laughs> bad things can still be really going on. You know, like really, this hasn't changed yet. It's like traveling to another country and then coming back. <laughs> Coming back to you know even stepping into the airport and realizing things have not changed at all. <laughs> um, it's disappointing to think that you know like corporations still have you know so much power and are in charge of doing a lot of harmful things on the planet. It's you know it all still goes on um, and. You just, I always think that, you know, I don't know. I mean, you surround and, and, yourself by good and people. All, all and I can, all I can say, when when some when some when anyone says that, the, the here's the answer to that. You have the power. I have the power. Whoever is saying what you just said has the power to change that. And it's real. It's really disgusting. What I'm about to say is really horrible. What you do is you go look at yourself in the mirror, and you say, "I want this to change, and I have the power to do it myself." Who do I have? To, what do I have to? Who and what? And how do I have to live my life in order for what I want to have happen, happen? Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, and and you you know what path you probably have a really good idea what path you would have to walk, and you know that it's possible. You know that it's extremely painful. You know that you would not be the same person at the other end that you are now. And you just have to say, you know, are you, you know, is it, is it something that you're willing to do? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, it's a hard choice. Yes, and that is a good way of using thought for real, like big decisions like that. Like that's when it is, I think, safe and powerful. Right. I mean, you, I, you just, forward. you just look, you, you look at the uh, many thousands of year history of the deserts that this society has created across Africa 
across southern Europe where they had their um, their empire uh, capitals in Rome. And you just say they have a long history. They do the same thing everywhere to destroy. And you just say, okay, um, are they going to change? Probably not. <laughs> it's just it's, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe it's better to think probably not, because then life might come in, and or maybe you should say, oh, they'll never change, and then maybe they will. <laughs> uh, to have any well, reverse, um, whatever that's called. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Reverse psychology or whatever, because I find that whenever I I do say never, life steps in. It's like, oh yes, it can. That is a that is a possibility, after all. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but then you know, it's I don't know. This this logical piece is still kind of relevant, you know, in day to day life and. It is helpful to think logically sometimes, I guess, <laughs> or maybe that's just taking all the magic away. But um, yeah, the word "probably" is is a word that I actually like. <laughs> they probably won't mm-hmm. change, so maybe it's or you know whatever. Maybe it's best not to do this or that because probably you know, um, or using it casually like, oh, they'll they'll probably change, but then you should not use, um, think of other people or use or make it an intention to sway or thwart other people. So um, Mm -hmm. best to leave all the personal manifesting to yourself and be free to change your mind and not the will of other people. But um, Mm -hmm. saying that something maybe um, out of the ordinary or um, almost in your own life that um, seems impossible sometimes playing and saying something will probably happen even if, you know, even if it probably won't, saying it probably will is a fun way to change that, the rigid thinking structure, thought structure that is in place. So, um, can slowly but surely uh, break down the yeah, other rigid walls that have been previously built, been built with um, doubtful thinking, but then not mm-hmm. being so outlandish as to um, personally manifest all these things that just sound too good to be true. You know, millions of dollars and right. the right. perfect, perfect dream house or whatever. Um, a car when you have zero money, that sort of thing. It's like um, certain things aren't really worth wasting time on. And um, But then again, maybe sometimes just playing around and say, oh, I'll, I'll probably do this or that or <laughs> gain this or that maybe. 
um, I think that doing that on your own can be fun, and um, especially when there's not so much pressure behind it, but to play around and experiment with things. Anyway, yes, I like the word probably <laughs> for various <laughs> reasons. But, um, yeah, both to test logic or use uh, a little bit more logic in life or to maybe bring about something that probably <laughs> wouldn't happen but probably will, you know, or could. Mm -hmm. um, anyway. Um, well, thanks so much for um, calling in tonight. Yeah, no problem. I wasn't even expecting uh, to go on air. I didn't know that um, you took callers. This is the first time that I've listened to your show. So it's been very enjoyable <laughs> conversing with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thanks so much for calling. Uh, yeah. Um, and everyone else, uh, you can get in touch with me. Uh and I am in the uh, southern New Jersey area, directly across the Delaware River from Philadelphia. I run a small produce business um, using the wholesale organic produce sellers across the river in Philadelphia as my source. I can be contacted by email at R-I-T-T-E-R period A-L-A-N 88 at gmail.com I also repost uh, shows from An Emerging Forest on a YouTube channel called An Emerging Forest and I will make a post of this one so thank you so much for uh having this conversation with me, Megan, and um, is there any, are you, are you in a spiritual business of any, of any sort? I used to be, but um, I have, uh, do you do life you, you circumstances? You retired. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not currently doing anything like that. Okay, I, I, I usually... Do. Usually my guests have a contact for their website, for their business, for their, for their, um, uh, for their sound therapy. But in this case, uh, you don't because that's not the kind of interaction that we're having tonight. <laughs> Usually it's a, yeah. sometimes it's an interview and sometimes it's a festival and, you know, there's, there's contact information and tickets to buy and things like that. That's not what's going mm -hmm. on tonight. No. All right. Well, have a um, have a very uh, lovely rest of your weekend, and uh, you have my contact information, and I have, I believe I have your phone number. Um, thanks so much. And um, I'll uh, I'll be in touch. 
Thank you. Um, yes, I, I actually used to do a show on here, but I'm just not currently doing it. But you can find old posts that, um, by typing, just searching Megan Beam as in uh, Laser Beam, M-E-G-A-N, and then Beam. Um, but And I'm just getting started up with a different username. So um, doing little shows again. So anyway, thank you very much for this conversation and I hope to I'll probably so be tuning, used, tuning in in the you future. You used to be on you used to have a show on on SURN? Yes. Um I did a few episodes of um readings and then a lot of just what we were doing before which is just um picking a subject and um and and really it was all about healing um earth healing and healing humanity um so right now i'm just getting started up again i just did a a little mini show earlier today but um i'm not really Mm -hmm. equipped to to do it more on the professional side and for that username i used um starbirth key with two words so starbirth and then k-i and I'm I'm hoping to do future shows once I get a little bit more organized. It's hard being grounded when you are also a light worker. <laughs> uh, so um, I'll wait until I get more grounded to do more shows in the future. So. Well, you're certainly welcome to uh, be on this show um, to announce your project or. Uh, Anything of that nature. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Um, you just You just never know. You never, ever know. Have a great night. And see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember, all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. <laughs>